Julie Ryan, noted psychic and medical intuitive, is ready to answer your personal questions, even those you never knew you could ask. For more than 25 years, as she developed and refined her intuitive skills, Julie used her knowledge as a successful inventor and businesswoman to help others. Now, she wants to help you to grow, heal, and get the answers you've been longing to hear. Do you have a question for someone who's transitioned? Do you have a medical issue? What about your pet's health or behavior? Perhaps you have a loved one who's close to death and you'd like to know what's happening. Are you on the path to fulfill your life's purpose? No matter where you are in the world, take a journey to the other side and ask Julie Ryan. Welcome to the Ask Julie Ryan Show. I'm your host and I'm so thrilled that you all could join us. This is kind of a special edition of the Ask Julie Ryan Show. I'm going to be traveling this week and so we're pre-recording this early and uh, have some some folks that have been very gracious and have agreed to join us this evening. So I'm looking forward to talking with them. My intention in doing this show is to provide information, insight, and comfort to people around the world by helping to answer life's unanswerable questions. And it's fun. Every week we do this, we get questions all across the board from pet questions to wanting to talk to deceased loved ones, um, medical questions, spiritual questions, love life questions, all kinds of um, fun questions and get them answered for people. So let's go ahead and get started. And I believe our first caller is Michael. Hi, Michael. Are you with us? I sure am, Julie. How are you? Good. I'm great. Thanks. Thanks so much for joining us this evening. Oh, what a pleasure. Thank you. You bet. Tell everybody where you're calling from. I'm calling. I'm at at home right now, so I'm calling you from Scarsdale, New York. Okay, but tell everybody where you work each day. What building? I I work in the Empire State Building in Manhattan, New York. How cool is that? It kind of makes you a movie star, doesn't it? Well, I don't know if my family would consider me to be a movie (laughs) star, but (laughs) I'll, I'll take it from wherever it comes. (laughs) <laughs> I don't think most movie stars' families consider that movie stars. I heard, I heard Michael Douglas one time say he was glad he got a movie job because he wanted his kids to know that he did more with his life than just make pancakes. <laughs> I, I understand that. Yeah. Well, was it, you know, I, I'm Jewish, but in the bio, in the New Testament, there is Jesus saying, that, you know, no prophet is, is honored in his home. Or in his town, or it's uh, something along those lines. Yeah. Kind of like the cobbler's kids have no shoes, right? That's right. That old saying. <laughs> so, well, thanks so much. I'm delighted you could be with us this evening. Do you have a question for me? I sure do. And this one's, okay. a, little, this one's a little different. At least, uh, well, no, I think it's a little different from uh, questions I've heard people ask before. Okay. I, I wanted to know... You know, when you scan me, and I'm not asking for a physical body scan, but more in ter- but in terms of, you know, uh, what surrounds me, what you see, whether you see angels, whether you see spirits or spirit guides, whether you see deceased, uh, you know, deceased family members, and and the degree of connection that you see with them. Because okay. I know you're just because I know you're just fabulous with this, so I Aww. figured I'd ask you something very a little different from what I ordinarily hear on the show. Because I know you, in fact, see these things. Well, I appreciate that. Just kind of keeps it interesting, doesn't it? Uh, mm-hmm. Normally, 
what I do, Michael, in this vein of the question that you're asking is normally what I'll do is I'll bring in specific people or deceased loved ones or spirit guides or whomever that people want to talk to. But um, for you, what I, what I am going to propose is let me just get you on my radar. Let me see who is around you and then let's get specific from there. Is that okay, sound like, and then you can sounds, ask questions and, um, sounds you know, fabulous. and that kind of thing. So, um, knowing you the little bit that I do, there's probably angels with pitchforks that are standing guard around you or something. Maybe with horns. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> you know, uh oh. I say that, I say that in jest because you hear me say all the time of this show that you know there are no evil spirits and but but it is getting close to Halloween so you know you got to have some fun with it. Um, oh, absolutely. But anyways, all right. So what I'm going to do for those of you who are first time listeners is I'm going to raise my vibrational level really high to the level of spirit or non-physical and um and then I'm going to send a laser beam that's going to connect from me here in Birmingham, Alabama, and it w- will connect with Michael up in New York, so it'll go northeast from Sweet Home, Alabama here. And, and then I'm, going to, I'm just going to shoot energy through him, and it, it will light up his body energetically, and it's also going to light up who's around him. So, and then we'll ask some specific questions and see what, we, what kind of answers we can get for you. And you can talk to individual um, spirit guides and deceased loved ones who are around you if you want. Okay? Wow. You can. That sounds great. All right. So I raise my energy level. It takes me a nanosecond. All right. My laser beam is traveling to New York. And uh, I got you on my screen. Okay. You got, you got a crowd around you, a bunch. Your guardian angel is right directly behind you. Your guardian angel's name is Gabriel. Gabriel's oh. a really famous guardian angel, I think, or was a really famous, I don't know, archangel or something. We'll have to Google Gabriel and find out, but I know that's right. a famous angel name. The um, archangel Gabriel, the one who told yeah, Mary right. that Jesus was coming. There you go. You know, you are such a good Christian Jew. Listen to you. You know the New Testament better than those of us who are. I'm Catholic, so, you know, we don't know the Bible well. But, well, you know what? I was fascinated by it, so I read it. There you go. All right. So, but this is Gabriel, a guardian angel, not an archangel. Archangels appear to me like they do in the paintings, Michael, where they have the short skirts and they have the helmets like the USC Trojans wear. Oh, I know that's anathema to you, but... <laughs> The lace-up sandals and all that jazz. So um, that's what they look like. Yeah, for those of you who have never listened to Julie, Julie is a big well, you know, University of Alabama fan and an Ohio State fan. USC, right. is, USC is the sworn enemy. Well, Alabama, you know, had their way with them a couple weeks ago. So Well, okay. They used to be a sworn yeah. enemy. Yeah. So, um, but anyways, that's what archangels look like, but they have big old wings. But they... They look like the paintings look. Now, does that mean that's what they really look like? Not necessarily. It means that's what they appear to me. So that I, that's how they appear to me so I can identify who they are. Regular guardian angels appear to me as wearing kind of a white um, robe 
gown thing that's usually mm-hmm. belted at the waist with a rope. And um, they usually have blonde hair that cascades in soft curls to their shoulders. <laughs> and they have big old wings, too. And they're, they're between six and seven feet tall. So your guardian angel, Gabriel, um, has been with you in all your lifetimes. And that gar- guardian angels are, by the way, even though they have male and female names, they're sexless. They're, what do you call that? Yeah, they're androgynous. They're androgynous, yeah. So I almost said Aphrodite, and I knew that wasn't work, but I knew it was the same. <laughs> so, okay, so, yeah, Gabriel's there. Okay, you've got, um, on to your right, and this, and this is interesting, and this holds with Kabbalah, Michael. You'll appreciate this. To your right are all of your masculine, your paternal relatives, Grandmother, great grandmothers, grandma, grandparents, great grandparents, you know, all on your right. That's your paternal lines, your maternal lines are on your left. In Kabbalah, the right side of the body is the masculine side, the left side is the feminine side. So, oh, those, so that, those people that, that are makes there. Sense. Yeah, many generations. And there's even some there that, you know, look like they're Orthodox. Um, you know, well, they that, have, wouldn't, that wouldn't surprise me because my family comes from Eastern Europe. Okay, yeah. They look like, you know, fiddler on the roof kind of Orthodox. Or, or when you see the Orthodox um, uh, Jews. Uh, sorry, like in, right, I see them. Yeah, the Hasidic Jews, right. Yeah. So I'm seeing some of those where they've got the, the prayer cloth things, you know, around their waist, and they've got the curls with the tendrils and the, you know. Right, and the, the payas. Right. Um, so there's, there's more of that on your paternal side than on your maternal side. There's some of it on your maternal, but more on your paternal. Does that make sense? Yeah, I don't know either side terribly well. And in fact, my, my natural paternal grandfather is someone who I never met and who uh, and who died when my father was very young. Okay, well, so, he is right next to you. He is, like, front and center. Yeah, I'm actually named after him. Okay. In Eastern, in Ashkenazic Jewish tradition, you name after deceased relatives. So my my parents named me with, they used the same first initial. His name is, was Max, so I was named oh. Michael. Okay. Okay. All right. So, yeah, he's big time. He's a big time advisor for you. Your paternal grandfather is a huge advisor for you. Huge, 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 huge. More so than anybody else that's around you that's a deceased relative. Okay. Um, There are also some animals around you, deceased animals, Um, some dogs. I see a bunny. Who had a bunny? Did you have a bunny when you were little or something? There's a rabbit. No, we never had a rabbit. All right. Well, you did in a past life then. Because that's all. That's altogether possible. No, yeah, I had a dog. I had a dog, and I had a cat. Yeah, they're there, and there's multiple dogs there. So some are from this lifetime, some are from past lives, past lives. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, spirit guides. There's a spirit guide to your right that's standing. So your grandfather. If I'm looking at you, your grandfather's right next to you, to your right at your right shoulder, the spirit guide is kind of between you and your grandfather, but a little bit behind your grandfather. And spirit mm-hmm. guides normally look to me like um, a version of Father Time. 
You know what Gandalf looks like in the Lord of the Rings movies? Oh, sure. Okay, that's what that's what they look like. Or um, Dumbledore in the Harry Potter movies. Right. You know, long white hair, long beard, kind of a wizardy, Merlinish looking character. Um, and and normally that's how they show up to me. Again, it doesn't necessarily mean that's what they look like. That's just to identify to me that they're one of your spirit guides. You also have an Indian chief spirit guide. You've got like a Native American spirit guide, but but he's on your left, kind of behind. Again, your maternal grandfather is right next to your left shoulder. Your maternal grandmother is next to him and your and this Indian chief in full headdress is behind um, your grandfather, your maternal grandfather. So we can find out who he is. But first, what I'd like to do, you, well, you tell me what you want. I, I was going to go to this Gandalf-looking guy and find out what the... Yeah, let's find out more about, let's find out more about Gandalf slash Dumbledore slash Ian McKellen. Okay, exactly. Exactly. That's who the actor is. You're right. And I know you're a... You're a, you know, pop culture expert, so you have all that, all that knowledge I, in your head. I just have a lot of garbage in my head. <laughs> Almost said useless knowledge, but I didn't want to say that. that uh, that's that's fine. You would have been you would have been on all fours with that one. Okay, so um, this guy's named Simon, the spirit guide. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, he was a, he's telling me that he was a judge in the court of Athena, which is interesting because to our listeners, Michael's a very prominent lawyer in New York City, court of Athena. I have no clue about that. We can Google it afterwards. Yeah, absolutely. By um, now, so he sounds Greek to me. I mean, you know, court of Athena sounds Greek to me, but perhaps not. Athena maybe that would have been a Roman court. Um, no, Athena is a Greek name. I know it. Athena was a Greek goddess. I know it. So Yeah, that's really interesting. But he's telling me he was a Roman judge. Oh. So I don't, you know, I just report what I get. I don't know what that's all about. Um, right. Actually, the Romans, the Romans adopted in many ways a lot of the Greek gods. So that, that is possible. Okay. Yeah, like I said, I have a lot of useless information in my head. <laughs> no. Um, in the 700s AD is when he was telling me he lived this life when he was a judge. He's telling me you're a fabulous litigator, and he, and the thing that he respects the most about you is that you're an honest litigator. He's saying some litigators just litigate whether they believe in the case or not, but you only litigate stuff that you really believe in. You you use integrity and honesty when you're litigating. Well, that's nice to hear. Yeah. How much time are you litigating? I litigate a good chunk of, you know, it's, I started my career as a tax lawyer. I said the first and only time I'll be in a court of law will be the day that I'm admitted to practice. And, um, as it turns out, I've now litigated a substantial part of uh, a substantial part of uh, my career. Okay, you know, a substantial so, part of my work of my work is in, is some form of estate or elder law litigation. Okay, so what that means is you're in court and you're trying cases. 
Mm-hmm. And and what this guy is telling me is he appreciates that you are your integrity is very high. And I'm sure you run into lawyers who you would call a shyster or somebody that's unethical, and they're just in there representing somebody, and it's not necessarily in an ethical manner. Oh, absolutely. You know, regardless of the case or regardless of the you know the merits of the case, I've seen lawyers do some pretty disgusting things. You know, uh-huh. Even if you're re- even if you're representing somebody or some matter where you're you're on the losing side of it, there's a particular way you're supposed to do it. Right. And there are and there are people who are unscrupulous. It's kind of like doctors take the oath, do no harm. You know, mm-hmm. lawyers take a similar oath to what I would think something that's comparable as far as you know upholding the law and doing more that or less. Stuff. That's right. Plus, we're all yeah. bound by the rules of professional conduct. Right. professional responsibility to be particular. Okay, two other spirit guides I want to get into here. This Indian chief, um, he's from the Lakota tribe uh, in the 1700s, what's now South Dakota, the Badlands. There you go. And um, uh, he's showing me you dressed up like a sheriff. I don't, I don't know if they had sheriffs back in the 1700s, but in the yeah, I don't, maybe, maybe yeah, they I don't did. That so. sounds kind of early. Um, now he's saying you were a sheriff in the 1800s in the same area. Oh, the 1800s, that would make sense. Yeah, but the 1700s is what he came up with first. Oh, you were part, you were one of his warriors in the 1700s, and then you came back in a in a future life in the 1800s as a sheriff in the same area. Oh, um, isn't that interesting? And that would okay. probably been on, and that probably would have been on the other side of the Lakota. Right. Right. But he's telling me that he is there to guide you in spiritual matters because you're really interested in, um, in the non-physical, in the spiritual world. And he is, helping you, helping guide you through that, helping you maneuver that. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. And, and the very, I very much am. What is his name? Running Bull. Hmm. Okay. That came in right before to, you asked it. Right. Yeah. Before sitting, you know, not sitting Bull, who was also, I believe, a Lakota. But I, right. no, that may, that may not be, bull. that may not be right. Crazy Horse was a Lakota. Yes. I don't know about Sitting Bull, but running, this guy's name is Running Bull. Um, and he's in his uh, late 50s, early 60s as he's appearing to me. He's got gray hair, but he's very regal looking. The other thing, and you're going to laugh when I tell you this, there is a, um, a nun who's behind you as well, and she's dressed in the old-fashioned um, nun outfits, and she was an abbess at an abbey in Poland, interesting, huh. where, you were a, where you were a nun in a past life. And um, her now name that's is Sister, interesting. Her name's Sister Margaret Mary. Huh. Sister Margaret Mary. All right. And early 1900s. You were in a Polish um, abbey, 
and you were a nun, and you were always in trouble. She sang kind of like Maria in The Sound of Music. (laughs) (laughs) So you were not compliant at all. Um, Was was I singing? (laughs) No. You were just... You just had your own ideas about things, and you just were not compliant. Um, oh, that's funny. But you spent your life in this abbey. Uh, wow. So I think you were kind of like the COO eventually of the abbey. I think you kind of ran things financially and business-wise in this Isn't abbey. So that's those are something. Three main spirit guides. Your grandpa, Your paternal grandfather, though, is very much... He's very much, uh, you know, leading the charge. Fantastic. Okay. okay. So, anyways, that's basically, in a nutshell, what's going on. You don't have a lot of other angels. I normally don't see angels around people unless they're really sick or they're dying. I'll see the guardian angel around people, but as far as regular angels, I don't see them normally. Okay. Okay. That was, but, that was, that was beyond great. But you got lots of other people there advising you, so you got lots to do, my man. You got all those spirit guides there. Fantastic. Okay. Julie, thank you so much. You bet. You bet. My pleasure. It was fun. And, you know, we can talk offline about more, and we can ask them specific questions if you want another time. But go get your son. Enjoy your yep. weekend, and thanks for calling in. You too. Take thank care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All righty. Let's see. I think we have Miss Heather. Heather, are you with us? I am. Hi there. Tell everybody where you're calling from. I'm Salt Lake. Salt Lake. I am terrific, thank you. How are you doing? Good. My call's not going to be as fun as that one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, all of them are fun. Uh, Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Whatever you come up with, they'll be fun. Yeah, hopefully. Well, I was just wondering, I have tried like every diet in the world and okay. nothing seems to be working. I'm just wondering, is there something I should be doing that would be specific to me instead of just a generic? Like, generic, like, like Weight instead of just or a, Yeah, just instead of just hopping on a bandwagon, is there something like a specific diet I should be doing? Yeah. I don't know. Let me get you on my radar and let's see. Okay. Uh, she was going to, you know, I keep watching Oprah and Gail King and they seem to be shrinking in front of everybody's eyes. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, and I keep thinking, wow, you know, that's, this, they're doing Weight Watchers because Oprah bought a chunk of Weight Watchers stock. But mm-hmm. uh, let's see what's going on here. All right. I'm connecting to you. My laser beam's going from Birmingham. Head northwest to Salt Lake. Getting you on my radar. Okay, you've got a bunch of yeast in you, girl. Okay. Candida yeast. That is going to give you some challenges weight loss okay. wise. Uh, are you having any kind of symptoms like bloating or stomach pain or gas or reflux or headaches or any of that jazz? No, if anything, headaches, maybe. Okay. All right. How old are you, Heather? 38. All right. 38. So you, you are you having any perimenopause symptoms? Like I don't think so. Okay. No. 
because sometimes people can go into perimenopause in their late 30s and they stay in perimenopause for 10 years. I don't have you on my oh. radar yet, but I'm okay. just asking these questions. Um, and, uh, and the candida can be a problem with antibiotics and birth control pills and steroids and stuff like that. But let me get you on my radar. Let's see what's going on here. Um, yeah, you do have some candida issues. Let me blow that out. It looks like that white powder that's on a yeast roll, the top of a yeast roll that you'll see. So you do have some of that going on. And the candida, what happens is it gets out of control because stomach bugs, the natural flora that we have in our stomach, you know, our gut biome um, Mm -hmm. gets out of whack, like I said, from antibiotics and birth control pills, steroids, also from the food supply, because Mm -hmm. our food supply with all the processed food that we eat, it's absorbed as sugar and the yeasties just have a party anything that's refined and also if you're eating non-organic food it a lot of it's been sprayed with pesticides and pesticides are a form of antibiotics oh. also the, the dairy supply and our um, meat supply has antibiotics in it because they give the cows they give the cattle antibiotics to, keep, to try and keep disease down and um and so the antibiotics are in the milk and dairy and you know the meat supplies so when we eat food that's non-organic non you want to eat grass-fed beef wild-caught fish free-range chicken when we eat food that's been sprayed with pesticides those antibiotics that are the pesticides get in our system and they kill off the good bugs in our stomach. Does that make sense? All uh-huh. that? Okay. Yeah. So what I'm doing is I'm blowing out a bunch of the yeast in your system to see what else I can see that's going on here, if anything. Uh, um, I, I'm not seeing perimenopause. So I think you look okay with that. Uh, I I know that you fly for a living. Uh-huh. I think something that I want you to look up, I'm going to give you two things to look up. Um, okay. The first one is, and you've heard me say this before, bulletproofexec.com uh-huh. forward slash diet. Okay. You can go there. You can download a food chart for free. It'll tell you what to eat. That's okay. the best thing for you to eat. So bulletproof, just like it spells. It's okay. just spelled just like it sounds. B-U-L-L-E-T, proof, exec, E-X-E-C dot com, and um, download that food chart and, oh. uh, you know, follow that, number one. The other thing is I want you to Google earthing, E-A-R-T-H-I-N-G, earthing. Okay, okay. Earthing is another word for grounding. Have you ever heard about this? One day I had my son at the park and this yeah. lady was telling me she just, because she was telling me that we should take our shoes off and put our feet on the ground. Exactly. Because exactly. she just watched a thing on Netflix, a movie on Netflix about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I and have heard of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and there's lots of stuff on YouTube too. So you can, okay. you know, do a search on earthing or grounding on YouTube and you'll see some videos. But in a nutshell, we are bombarded by all kinds of electrical stimuli 
from not only uh, people have heard for years there's been all kinds of studies done about you know the big power um, towers, the big wires. They say don't ever buy a house underneath a big electrical you know tower. Uh-huh. You know what I'm talking about where they have those great big towers with wires and, and you can hear the electricity. I mean you can hear uh-huh. it. Yeah. <laughs> That apparently since um, plastics were invented in the 60s, so many of our soles of our shoes are plastic, like our Mm -hmm. tennis shoes and our flip-flops and our, you know, even regular shoes that we wear. They used to be leather, and Mm -hmm. most of them now are some kind of synthetic material. Also, most of our houses have Wi-Fi. You know, our phones, Mm -hmm. our cell phones all have Wi-Fi, and they've got Bluetooth, and our cars have Bluetooth. But even more so than that, most of the utilities are, um, they don't have meter readers that come out anymore. They're doing it all electronically, which means our houses have this huge electrical field over them because of the utilities Mm -hmm. that are, you know, that's how they read the meters now. Having said all that, the body needs to be grounded And like the woman in the park was telling you, if you put your feet in grass or on cement that's on top of dirt, you know, don't put it on a cement thing that's up in the air like a Uh deck that's made out of cement. You want something that's on the ground. If you do it for at least 20 minutes a day, Mm -hmm. it helps ground your body and it helps your body... um, not have sluggish blood, it helps remove toxins, it helps the lymph system, it helps all of that. You fly for a living, so you're basically in a metal tube that's Mm -hmm. being pinged by radar Uh 24-7, right? So you're really getting a huge dose of that just because of your work, Yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So when you fly to different time zones, if you can put your feet on cement or in the grass when you get to the hotel. Now, I know that's tough in Salt Lake when you have a foot of snow. You're not going to be doing that, right? So here's what you can do. Here's what I do, and I sleep with this every night. It's going to sound really wild. (laughs) I had my husband. You know, in the outlets in your home, you've got two prongs, and then there's this little kind of almost a circular little hole that's underneath where the two prongs go in. Mm-hmm. So if you're plugging in a plug that's a three-prong plug, you know, mm-hmm. that third prong goes in where that little circle is on your outlets. You know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. That's a grounding outlet. Okay. All right. So what I had my husband do, and you can buy these online, but I had my husband, Jerry Rig one. I'm an inventor, so I dreamt this up. Uh-huh. What he did was he went to the Home Depot. He got a plug just with the grounding part of it, just the part that goes in that little circular part of the outlet. And then he has a wire and it has a little alligator clip on the other side. And I took probably a eight by eight inch piece of heavy aluminum foil, made a square out of it, and I put the clamp on it. So every night when I go to bed, I plug it into the outlet. Okay, so it's no electricity, it's only grounding. So it goes into Uh the house and I put it in my bed between the bottom sheet and the between the fitted sheet on the mattress and the top sheet and then I lay a pillow on top of it on top of the blanket so when I'm sleeping all night I'm getting grounded 
Oh, okay. The bottom sheet and the top sheet. I travel with it even. I travel with one. Oh, do you really? And when I fly, Heather, when I get in bed in the hotel and I plug that thing in, I can feel little tingles in my legs for about the first minute or so, and uh-huh. I know I'm being grounded. Oh, wow. All right? So I can send you I'll, – I'll send you a picture of what mine looks like, but you can buy them online. You can buy sheets with grounding stuff in them. You can buy pads, you know. You can buy all that stuff online. I just came up with one that was easy, that was cheap, that works. Yeah. And it works really well. So I think those two things, if you do those two things, if you you can um, eat organic as much as you can, grass-fed beef, wild-caught fish, free-range chicken, stay off of processed stuff. If it doesn't come out of the ground or from a plant or a tree – you know, like fruit or whatever, or from an animal that walks, swims, or flies, try to avoid it. Or at least reduce it down to, you know, 10 20% of your diet. Okay? Okay. And then do the grounding thing, and I think you'll see a big difference. The grounding thing is especially for you because of what you do for them. Yeah, that makes sense. And then it'll be interesting to see if you're picking up, you know, those sensations. When I first started doing it, I could feel those tingles all over my body for maybe a minute or a minute and a half for mm-hmm. the first couple of times. And then the only other time that I really feel it is if I'm flying. Okay. Okay. Especially if I'm on a cross-country flight mm-hmm. or something where I'm in the air. And mm-hmm. and. And it really helps when I travel internationally if I'm in a really big difference of a time zone, you know, like six or seven hours or whatever. I'll try and put my feet in the grass and use that in my bed at night. And it makes okay. a huge difference. I think you're going you're gonna to be really surprised when you watch those videos on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, I'm okay. going to. Yeah. So, like, um, but other than that, I think you look great. Oh, Thanks. <laughs> you look really healthy. <laughs> All right. Really healthy. Perfect. And, and the good thing is that yeasty thing is pretty easy to fix and it doesn't cause any permanent damage. Okay. So oh, Perfect. I think that's I'm a good sure thing. I'm sure Chris can come up with something for me. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want me to send you a text of what mine looks like? Yeah. Yeah, right. if you wouldn't mind. I will. All right. I will be well, happy to do so that. thank you so much. Yeah. My pleasure. Thanks That'd for joining great. me. Yeah, really appreciate it. Thank you. You bet. Okay. Take care. Enjoy your weekend. You too. Okay. Bye bye. Most of us have busy lives and we know that we're not getting the nutrients and the vitamins and the minerals that we need. So I'm always looking for easy ways to ingest them. I found one. It's called Beam Minerals. And what I find is that most of us don't get enough potassium, magnesium, and calcium. Those are the big three. And so what Beam Minerals does is it's put all these minerals in a liquid form that's easy to drink because it tastes like water. It's got all these important minerals and a whole bunch of other ones. And I find that they're really helpful. They save me time. They're easy to take. And I suggest that you give them a try. Go to Beam Minerals, B as in boy, E-A-M, 
minerals, plural.com and use the code Julie Ryan altogether, no space at checkout and you'll get 20% off your order. That's beam minerals, B-E-A-M minerals.com and use Julie Ryan at checkout and you'll get a 20% discount. Give it a try and let me know what you think. The podcast is available for download on Saturdays. So we record it on Thursday nights, goes to editing. The um, podcast is available for download. You can download it on your phone, your tablets, your computer. And just go to the podcast icon, type in Ask Julie Ryan. It'll come up. You can subscribe to the feed. And every week when a new show is put up, then you can download it. Also, when you're on the website, sign up for my newsletter. There's a little box there. You'll see it on the homepage. And on Wednesdays, what we do is we'll send out a question that's been submitted online, and um, and I'll answer it. It's take you about a minute to read it. But... As importantly, there's information on the call-in numbers and the call-in access codes. So it's a reminder to you to call in and um, and join us on the show. If you can't join us because of time zone or whatever your schedule restrictions are, submit a question online, and it may be chosen to be read online with an answer. But like I said, you've got a much better chance of um, getting your question answered if you call us. So please consider doing that. All righty. I believe we have another call here, and I think this is Kathy. Hi, Kathy. Are you with us? I am. Thank you. Hi there. How are you this Hi. evening? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm terrific. Thank you so much for joining us on this special show. Oh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And thank you for doing you a bet. special one, too. You bet. You bet. Well, my like I said, my travel schedule this coming week is crazy, so I wanted to get one in the Get one in the can, as they say in the movie business, um, early. <laughs> so I really appreciate you participating. Did you have a question for me? Well, yes, I do. It seems like my life is a mess anyways. But I do have one particular thing that's been bothering me. Since March, my neck and my back and my shoulder and left arm has just been killing me. And it got so bad a couple of weeks ago that I couldn't even lift up my left arm at all. And I just, yeah, and I went into the doctor. They want to do a CAT scan on it, but I keep putting it off. And I just wonder if you could see anything that might be actually causing that issue. Yeah. What kind of doctor did you go to? I went to my regular uh, GP. Okay. All right. Let me, where are you calling from, Kathy? Uh, Salt Lake City. Salt Lake. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Let me, have the leaves started to turn yet out there? Yes, it's gorgeous. It's oh, I, I love bet. fall. <laughs> it's so nice. Here in Alabama, we don't have any of that yet. It's still. It oh, like, no. It was 93 here today. <gasps> oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> That's miserable, especially with humidity, too. It was pretty cozy. It wasn't humid, but it, it's still pretty warm down here. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, we don't have any. Our leaves really start to turn like around Thanksgiving time, mid to late November. Oh, it's that's still nice. Oh. By then, you guys are covered in snow. So. Oh yeah, I'm looking forward to the snow. <laughs> oh, God bless you. I don't do snow. I don't. And a lot of people don't. 
Yeah, I don't want any part of that stuff. No, thank you. My first job out of school, I lived in South Dakota in Sioux Falls, and I used to. I grew up in Ohio, and I used to tell people, South Dakota winters make Ohio look like the tropics. I mean, yes, was, I live. I lived in Minot, North Dakota, my high school years, and let me tell you, a miserable place to live. Oh, <laughs> that were 20 feet tall. It was incredible. Oh, below 40 degrees, yes. I, I remember after the second winter there, I was driving around, and it was 20 below zero, and it was gorgeous. It was crisp, and the snow was sparkly, and I thought, it is so gorgeous out today that I thought, Ryan, it's 20 below zero. You need help. You need to get out of here. <laughs> yes, I did. I moved to LA, and I've never lived where it snowed again. And I oh, I can't. <laughs> it's funny. Like, Either you like, like it or you don't. There's no in between. <laughs> like, girl, you you're like losing your mind up here. You need to get out of here fast. So, <laughs> so anyways, I digress. Okay, uh. let's go to. I'm gonna get you on my radar, and let's see what's going. Oh yeah, I can see. Ooh. Yeah, your shoulders are, um, your right shoulders are inflamed too, girl. Yeah, it's been going back and forth and everything. I mean, there was the right one for a while, and then it went to the left. Now it's back on the left-hand side. I just can't figure out what it is. I thought about going to a chiropractor. Yeah. I actually have had acupuncture on it, and it didn't even phase it. Okay, yeah, the right one's more inflamed at the moment that I have you on my skin than the left. So the left actually looks like you may have a pinched nerve going on there because it's not as lit up. And I'll see that when there's a pinched nerve. It's uh-huh. almost like the um, the light bulb on that side of your body, the light source isn't, isn't um, plugged in. So I'm going to look at that in a minute. But let me get this inflammation down on the right side. Okay. And it goes... It goes from the back of your neck, kind of where your neck joins your shoulder. Yeah, yeah. It's where it mm-hmm. starts, and then it goes down. I'm looking at you from behind, and then it goes it's down. It's just going down the spine, too. Like to just yeah. Right down the spine. Yeah, but not quite to your waist. It looks like it's no. coming to about um, maybe a little bit further than halfway down to your waist. Mm-hmm. So exactly. I'm all that calm down, and then I'll see what's going on with that. Uh, okay, I think the right side's overuse. I think you're overcompensating on the right side because the left side's been so painful for you. So let mm-hmm. me see what's going on with the left side and see if I can get the energy turned on on the left side here. Uh, so I'm be... Go ahead. Okay. I'm sorry. I said, cause i got to be really careful how I sleep. And I mean, it's just been a mess. I can't turn, turn my head all the way around sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's like if I div- if I cut you vertically in half, as I'm looking at the back of you, the left half of your body doesn't look like it's plugged into the energy source. The right side is. Mm-hmm. So that tells me, a back, go, going back to what Michael and I talked about a little bit, we touched on when, I, when we were chatting earlier about the Kabbalah. The right side of the body's masculine, the left side of the body's feminine. Masculine mm-hmm. could be similar to, um, you know, taking care of everything financially, being the breadwinner, yep. feeling like you have to provide for everybody. The feminine's going to be more of the nurturing, mothering, um, taking care of the family kind of stuff from that viewpoint does that resonate at all with you oh, I, I yes I live by myself and I take care of everything okay yeah all right so there's some of that's going on as far as the emotional stuff um, 
Let me see. I have a lot of that going on, so that could be a lot of it. I have a lot of emotional stuff going on right now. Okay. So it's almost like the feminine side of you is shut down. Um, and I don't know from an emotional standpoint if that makes sense, but is there anything going on in your life where you kind of feel like you've got that side of you shut down as far as the, the nurturing, romantic... Oh, definitely. I yeah. I just broke up with a guy after seven or seven months, and it just seems like I keep picking the wrong guys, the bad guys, the controlling guys, and I just feel like I, I feel like I'm lost. I honestly feel like I don't know what I'm doing. Okay, well, that's that would explain what's going on with the left side. There's always an emotional component in place, Kathy, before mm-hmm. disease or illness or any kind of a medical condition sets in. Always, uh-uh. always, 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 always. So that's part of the puzzle why this is turned off let me see if I can um, see what's going on here and get this left side of you to plug back in Uh, it's just not wanting to take a charge you know like when you're trying to light something and it'll flicker but it's not really catching yet Mm -hmm. that's kind of what I'm seeing So it's like there's this hard protective shell over the left side of your body. So that would correlate with if you're coming off of a relationship that was maybe kind of snarky and, you know, you kind of got this protective shell around you. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, So that's what's going on I usually keep a 10-foot wall around me. (laughs) Okay. What's happening by you doing that emotionally is it's it's causing this this pain in your Uh body. Um. So, let, all right, it's not taking a charge right now. So let's ask some other questions. Um, is it in Kathy's best interest? I always ask it this way. Is it in Kathy's best interest to see a chiropractor? I'm getting a yes before the question's even asked. I already, yeah, a friend of mine gave me a name of one already to go to. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, will a chiropractor be able to help relieve her pain? Yes. Will she need surgery? No. Will Kathy need to see the chiropractor for multiple adjustments, yes. Um, but once you, once they have you adjusted, then uh-huh. you're going to be you're going to be okay. You're going to be fine. Oh. So I think if you go see a chiropractor, you're going to it's really going to cause you to you know help relieve a lot of the pain. I don't think it's going to happen overnight because I think this right. has been going on for a while. But I think that you're going to be able to they're going to be able to get you back lined up. And once the, the pain subsides, oh okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Wait, no, go ahead with the pain. I would say funny. once the pain subsides, then maybe the emotional will come back again and stuff like that. Well, once the pain subsides, then you need to work on the emotional at the same time or it's going to come mm-hmm. back. It's okay. going to bite you in the rear end. Oh, so okay. what, what we can do, if you want, if you want to just, if you go to my website, AskJulieRyan.com, you can uh-huh. schedule an individual session, Kathy. Okay. We can go through all of this. There's a tear in your energy field, which is your energy field and your spirit are the same thing, but the energy field has this membrane uh, that encompasses it, and it, it's this really thin membrane that kind of reminds me of very thin saran wrap, has a little bit of oh. a rubbery consistency to it, uh-huh. but when I see pain or any kind of illness or disease, there's always a hole or a tear in that membrane, and it's caused by some kind of emotional trauma. And it can be something as 
inconsequential as somebody called you a bad name in kindergarten and it hurts your feelings to something that's really serious, like, you know, you were attacked or, or you were in some awful, you witnessed something awful. Mm -hmm. Um, It it goes that broad, those broad ends of the spectrum. So you have a tear in your energy field membrane that goes across your shoulders. So okay, what we'll, we'll do in our private session is I'll dive into it. I just don't have time on this. Oh, that's okay. Season, At least I'll, I got I'll an dive. idea of what it is. Yeah, and I'll dive into it, and I'll be shown some kind of a scene. I'll be shown where you were, who was with you, if anybody was with you, what the age was. I was talking to a woman earlier this week on a private consult in uh, – in uh, on the west coast and i said okay you're 14 you're with your maternal grandmother and you guys something traumatic happened with a boy and your grandmother's mortified and you're very stoic about it she said well i was molested when i was 14 i'm like well okay so Mm -hmm. as soon as we dive in as soon as i dive into that i'm shown a scene and then once we're on the right scene and normally it's the first try that hole or that tear will start to repair. And then okay. what will happen is it will allow the energy to flow on the left side of your body. And you mentioned having acupuncture. Yes. Mm-hmm. Acupuncture, they, acupuncture, acupressure, they talk about chi and they talk about energy blocks that happen or energy leaks that yeah. don't allow the chi to flow. Well, chi is just energy. It's just another mm-hmm. word for energy. So that's what I find. When we repair that leak in the energy field, then your chi or your energy will flow, and your body is going to return back to homeostasis. It's going to heal itself oh, in a lot goodness. of instances. Yeah, this is getting painful. So yeah. The chiropractor will help speed that along, but you've okay. got to do the emotional work at the same time. And you don't need to be in psychotherapy for 10 years for this. I mean, this is, let's identify it. It's like I've already been down that road. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, it's like walking into a dark room, you turn on the light, the darkness is gone. Uh-huh. Once we yeah. illuminate what it is, it's done. It's done okay. and the body can, can go back to healing itself. So, um, okay. so I hope that helps. Go see the chiropractor. It does quite a bit. Schedule an individual okay. session with me. We'll do the emotional stuff at the same time. It'll probably okay. take one session, really. All right. It'll be worth it for me. Yes, it definitely yeah. will. Because I know I've got some issues going on. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, you're wonderful as always. Thank you oh, so much. Feel better. At least it's not cancer. I was so worried. It was probably, that's why I've been avoiding going into the doctor again. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm not seeing any cancer anywhere. No. Okay. And, oh. And it's, it's completely fixable. Okay, good. Perfect. Because chiropractor was my next thing I was going to go to. That was my next thing I was going to try. It was on the list. So I appreciate it. Thank you, Julie. You have a great weekend, sweetie. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, hon. All righty. Well, okay. Let's get a couple of online questions in here in our remaining few minutes. Um, This is a question from Tina in Norco, California. And Tina asked, Hi, Julie. I have three dogs. Tayla, which is a 60-pound Rottweiler. Terry, which is an 80-pound Bernese Mountain Dog. And Junior, I love that name. And Junior is a 100-pound Rottweiler. And here are her questions. She says, Number one, I'd like to know if they're happy and healthy. Number two, Junior seems to be very sensitive to everyone's energy and is nervous with my friend Daniel. Can you help me 
help tell me what I can do to make Junior more comfortable around Daniel. (coughs) Excuse me. And number three, can you tell me what Terry's life was like before she went to the shelter? Thank you so much. And here's my response. I said, hi, Tina. That's a lot of dog love poundage you've got there. She's got 100 pounds, 80 pounds, and 60 pounds. So that's like, what, 200 and some pounds of dog love. And then I would I just say, here are my answers. Number one, your dogs are all happy, and Taylor is the only one who isn't healthy. Looks like she may have or be developing arthritis in her back hip joints. If she starts limping or acting like she's in pain, get her to a vet who can prescribe something to relieve her pain. That dog, Taylor, which is the 60-pound Rottweiler, her back hips were inflamed. So a lot of times I'll see what looks like arthritis, and I invented orthopedic surgery devices that are sold throughout the world. So I've spent decades in surgery, seen lots and lots of scopes done um, for orthopedic procedures in surgery. And on the scope on a human, the arthritis looks like white, crunchy, um, almost crystals, but they're opaque. They're not clear like crystals. They're opaque, and they remind me of when a pipe gets a leak in it, a metal pipe or a copper pipe, and it gets that white, um, crunchy-looking, I don't even know what it's called, stuff around it that is kind of a corrosion-type thing. That's what arthritis looks like in in, um, humans, and that's what it looks like in animals to me when I scan them. It looks like that in humans, too, when I scan them, and it also looks like that in surgery. So that's what I'm seeing for um, for Taylor. I think she's got arthritis in her back hip joints. Number two question. Here's was, Junior seems to be sensitive to anyone's, everyone's energy, and my answer was, Junior is a big cream puff and loves everyone. The reason he seems nervous around people is he has a very he has very sensitive hearing. He gets unnerved with loud noises in people. Does your friend Daniel have a loud voice? If so, ask him to tone it down around Junior. Also, although this sounds a little nutty, you may want to consider getting headphone protectors for Junior. I know they're available because my friend puts them on his golden lab when they fly in his private plane. I see pictures all the time of my friend Michael flying his private plane, and he's got this golden next to him in the co-pilot seat, and, and she's got headphones on. It's hilarious. So, And I know they're dog headphones, and they're to protect your ears when they fly. So, Tina, you'll be able to... to um, Find those someplace. If you need help, email me, and I'll, I'll check with my friend Michael and find out where he gets his. Okay, question number three was, can you tell me what Tari's life was like before she went to the shelter? And I said, regarding Tari's life before she went to the shelter, she showed me how she was born in an empty lot next to an abandoned metal structure in a rundown part of town. Kind of looked like it was an old metal garage at one point um, that had been abandoned. She also showed me how her mother and eventually she and her little mates scavenged for food. Sounds like all three of your dogs are fortunate to be with you. Thanks for your question. 
So that's Tina about her dogs. Let me see if I have another one that's kind of short. Here's one um, because we've only got a couple minutes left. This one is from Channing from Port Washington, New York. She says, hi, Julie. Since my father died three years ago, my siblings and I have been in an enormous dispute over the estate. I wonder what my father thinks about it all. Does he think I'm doing the right thing by fighting for my share? Does he agree with how they've handled everything? Is there anything he wishes I would do? These answers would be so helpful to know. Thank you so much. I look forward to hearing from you. And here's my response. Hi, Channing. Let's answer your questions one at a time. Your father doesn't have an opinion about your estate dispute. Spirits are neutral. Emotions are a human characteristic and stay with our bodies when we die. Spirits are pure love, light, and positive energy. They will always guide us in a direction that's in our best interest. As for what he suggests you do, he said you may want to file a lawsuit if necessary. You can access guidance from your dad anytime you wish. Just ask him a question in your head. The first thing that comes to mind as quickly as you can snap your fingers is his answer. If you think about it for more than a second or two, that will be your own brain answering you. Good luck with the negotiations. So there's always a solution to every situation. And you want to ask that, is it in my best interest question? Again, it's the first question that pops into your head. And you want to refine down those questions so that you can unravel the guidance you're getting that will give you a path to whatever a solution is. We are about out of time. Thanks so much for listening. Please give, a, give me a call and give me your question online or better yet, call us and uh, submit your question and, and we'll have a chat because it's always so fun to hear from you. And I hope you all have a terrific week and an even better weekend. And I'll talk to you next week. Take care. Bye now. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to follow Julie on Instagram and YouTube at Ask Julie Ryan and like her on Facebook at Ask Julie Ryan. To schedule an appointment or submit a question, please visit AskJulieRyan.com. This show is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be medical, psychological, financial, or legal advice. Please contact a licensed professional. The Ask Julie Ryan Show, Julie Ryan and all parties involved in producing, recording, and distributing it assume no responsibility for listeners' actions based on any information heard on this or any Ask Julie Ryan shows or podcasts.